What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies The Last Duel and Dune. First, let's talk about The Last Duel. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1386 France, Marguerite de Carouge accuses her husband's former friend and rival, Jacques Legree, of raping her. Legree disputes the claim and is challenged by Marguerite's husband, Sir Jean Carouge, to a duel to the death. I knew going into this movie, I was going to like it. This movie has Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, two of my favorite actors ever, so this movie was was made for me. That being said, I like this movie way more than I thought I would. And a lot of that has to do with the all-star cast. All four stars of the movie are having big years. Jodie Comer is the breakout star of the year with this movie and Free Guy. For her performance in The Last Duel, I wouldn't be shocked if she were Oscar nominated. Matt Damon, along with this, also starred in Stillwater and had a supporting role in No Sudden Move. Adam Driver is starring in this movie, a Net and the other Ridley Scott film coming later this year, House of Gucci. And Ben Affleck not only has a role in this film, but he will also be in George Clooney's The Tender Bar. Let's break down each performance one by one. First, Jodie Comer has given two of my favorite performances of the year in This and Free Guy, and it's super impressive and jarring how different they are. In Free Guy, she steals an action comedy from Ryan Reynolds, and in The Last Duel, she carries a film that also has Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Ben Affleck. And the most interesting performance in this film comes from Affleck, and a lot of the talk is about how his role doesn't fit the tone of the movie, and I feel like they are missing the point. Affleck is a rich, dim-witted character who doesn't take anything seriously. His ego wouldn't allow him to see the severity of any situation. The other thought I had while watching this is although I like a lot of Affleck's leading performances in Chasing Amy, the town Argo in the way back. I think he's more effective in supporting roles. Goodwill Hunting, Shakespeare in Love, Armageddon, Dogma, Boiler Room, Hollywoodland, State of Play, and now The Last Duel. I think a little bit of Affleck goes a long way in movies when he doesn't have to carry a film. I think he's a better actor and there's an Oscar buzz for him and whether or not he's nominated for this film or The Tender Bar, I don't care. I just want Ben Affleck to be an Oscar nominated actor. Then you have Matt Damon who is okay in the movie but gives my least favorite performance of the four main stars. This reminded me of Damon in movies like True Grit and Ford v Ferrari where he played his part but was outstaged by Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld in True Grit and Christian Bale and Katrina Balfe in Ford v Ferrari and in this Comer, Affleck, and Driver are far better. Damon was a lot better in his first film with Ridley Scott, The Martian. In that film, that is one of my all-time favorite Matt Damon performances. That's one of the reasons I was hyped for this movie, that Matt Damon was reuniting with Ridley Scott. And in that sense, the film didn't live up to that hype. I thought Matt Damon was good in the movie. I think Matt Damon is having a year where he is playing a lot of unlikable characters. He's unlikable in Stillwater, and he's unlikable in The Last Duel. And playing unlikable characters, he doesn't get to use that movie star charm that made him famous in the first place in movie 
movies like Goodwill Hunting. This movie also reminded me of his performance in The Departed. I mean, The Departed, he gets outstaged by Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, Jack Nicholson, Alec Baldwin, Martin Sheen. I mean, Matt Damon in that movie is so unlikable. Maybe it's my issue that I just don't like seeing Matt Damon play hateable characters. We have to talk about Adam Driver, who adds another legendary filmmaker to the list of ones he's worked with. He's now worked with Steven Spielberg, the Coen brothers, Martin Scorsese, Clint Eastwood, and now Ridley Scott, and it's impressive that he doesn't look out of place in any film. No matter the plot, the setting, and the time frame, Adam Driver is believable in any movie, and in The Last Duel, Driver is great as the villain who doesn't know he is a villain. This is far from the first time that Driver has played a problematic character. He also played one in the show that made him famous in the first place, the HBO show Girls, and he played one in a film earlier this year in the movie Annette. I just feel like Driver is far better suited at playing unlikable characters than Matt Damon. I mean, Driver played Kylo Ren in Star Wars Force Awakens. He's so good at playing the villain. Another actor who appears in the film that I want to mention is Alex Lothar, who plays King Richard VI, a young, spoiled king with too much power. Lothar is one of my favorite young actors. He was the star of the hit British series End of the Effing World. He starred in an episode of Black Mirror. He also appeared in the movies The Imitation Game and Goodbye Christopher Robin. And he's in the new Wes Anderson film The French Dispatch. Big year for him working with both Ridley Scott and Wes Anderson. His character, a lot like Affleck, does not take anything seriously in the movie. I mean, when he hears the allegation of rape, he doesn't take it seriously because he has too much power and only cares about his own personal wealth and ego. The movie The Last Duel was written by Damon and Affleck along with Nicole Hall of Center. It's the first movie Damon and Affleck have co-written since Goodwill Hunting when they went on to win an Oscar for Best Screenplay. It's also the first time they've co-starred in a film since 1999's Dogma, a movie I recently watched and really enjoyed. And the wait was well worth it. I really like the structure of this film. It's told through the free perspectives of the main characters and wisely Damon and Affleck brought in Hall of Center who is best known for writing and directing the movies Walking and Talking Lovely and Amazing and Enough Said and writing Can You Ever Forgive Me to write the female perspective I would not be surprised to see The Last Duel nominated the Oscars for its screenplay the director of The Last Duel is Sir Ridley Scott who is one of the best filmmakers ever he has made a lot of all time great films some of which are considered classics Alien, Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, The Martian, and the underrated films Matchstick Men and All the Money in the World. These are some of the best films ever, and with the last duel, Scott returns to a gladiator-type movie, a swashbuckling sword and horse film that is about honor. The big difference is the men are not the heroes of the movie. Scott is having a big year with this film for me, which lived up to the hype, and he's got House of Gucci on the way. He's also never won a Best Director Oscar. I hope he does so this year. He was previously nominated for Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, and Black Hawk Down. The man is 83 years old and is more prolific than ever. Two films coming out this year, and he's set to reteam with Joaquin Phoenix for the first time since Gladiator and Jodie Comer on Kitbag, a movie about Napoleon Bonaparte. The Last Duel is the type of movie I want more of, a movie that features massive stars about a story that actually happened that deals with a heady subject matter and although it takes place in medieval times the plot is 
still relevant in modern times. I think the most powerful moment of the film is when Comer's Marguerite tells her husband, played by Damon, it wasn't worth it coming forward with the rape allegation because of the backlash she's dealing with and because her life is threatened. This, for me, is one of the best movies of the year so far. My favorite scenes were between Driver and Affleck. I've been a massive fan of both for so long. It was cool to see two of my favorite actors on screen together. I really hope this film is a major player at the Oscars for the performances of Comer and Affleck, the writing of Damon and Affleck in Hall of Center, and the directing of Scott. Despite the fact that the movie has three big, massive stars and a star on the rise, and it's directed by Sir Ridley Scott, the movie only made just under $10 million its opening weekend worldwide, and just under $5 million in the U.S. This movie had a budget of over $100 million, and it's a box office failure. And I don't understand why maybe I overrate how popular Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are. Like, I told someone this the other day, if this movie was made in 2001, this movie would have been a gigantic hit. I think it's one of the best films of the year despite its poor performance at the box office. I highly recommend you watch the film The Last Duel. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie Dune. Here's a quick synopsis. Duke Leto Atreides is asked to be the ruler of Arrakis, a desert planet, and his gifted son Paul is having visions of their future there not going well as the former rulers of the planet the House Harkonnen are desperate to take the planet back and get rid of Paul who is destined for greatness. This was one of my most highly anticipated films of the year. The cast of the film is star studded and it's directed by one of the best filmmakers working today Denis Villeneuve. Let's talk about what I liked about Dune. First off, Timothy Chalamet is often called the next Leonardo DiCaprio because like DiCaprio he's had great success at a young age and most of that success has been critically with Call Me By Your Name, A Beautiful Boy and Little Women but he's yet to have a massive blockbuster hit like DiCaprio had with Titanic. Could Dune beat Chalamet's Titanic? And if it is, he could be the undisputed biggest movie star on the planet. As for his performance in Dune, it's very good. It's not his best work yet. That's still Call Me By Your Name. But there's one scene with Rebecca Ferguson where I thought Chalamet was incredible in his performance in Dune. It reminded me of his performance in The King. In both films, he's playing a character who has to become a leader at a young age. Also, I would say in both movies, Chalamet is more serious and using less of his movie star charm. I think that can somewhat be an issue with these type of films is that the lead of these movies are often the most boring ones. The supporting characters are always the one who gets more moments to shine. There's a reason why Harrison Ford is the biggest thing about Star Wars, even though Mark Hamill is the lead character. And although Chalamet is the lead, he avoids that a little. I think he is super interesting in the movie Dune. Chalamet is also in Wes Anderson's new film, The French Dispatch, and is said to appear in the movies Don't Look Up with the aforementioned Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. I really hope we get a moment on screen with DiCaprio and Chalamet. Bones and all with Taylor Russell, Mark Rylance, and Michael Stubart. He's set to re-team with Luca Guadagnino on that film. Guadagnino was the director of Call Me By Your Name, so I'm super excited for that one. And he's set to play Willy Wonka in the film Wonka, directed by Paddington director Paul King. I mean, Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. This could either be a massive success or the first failure of Chalamet's 
career, I mean Johnny Depp played the character, Gene Wilder played the character, I thought Johnny Depp's adaptation was super creepy, I mean, I don't know what to expect from the film Wonka, I hope it's going to be a good one, I root for Timothy Chalamet as a movie star, the world needs a massive movie star, and I think Timothy Chalamet might be it. Oscar Isaac, who plays Leto, Timothy Chalamet's character is Paul's father, has become the face of the sci-fi genre, he's appeared in Ex Machina, the Star Wars sequel trilogy, Annihilation, and now Dune. Isaac's next role is in the Marvel Disney Plus series Moon Knight with Ethan Hawke. Then you have Rebecca Ferguson who gives her best career performance thus far. I really like her in the Mission Impossible films with Tom Cruise and she was really good in The Greatest Showman. She's a star. Ferguson's next projects include Mission Impossible 7 and the Apple TV Plus series Wool with Tim Robinson, Rashida Jones, and David Oyelowo. If any of the performances for this film were to be Oscar nominated, I think Ferguson would be it for me. I would love to see her get a supporting actress nomination for her performance in Dune. I think she's wonderful in the film. The rest of the cast of Dune includes Zendaya from Euphoria, Jason Momoa from Aquaman, Josh Brolin from Sicario, Stellan Skarsgård from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy, and Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men and Skyfall. The free standouts for me from that group is Josh Brolin. He's one of the best actors working today. He's got great chemistry with Chalamet and that one scene where he's sparring with him is one of the best in the film. Then you have Jason Momoa who I'm not the biggest fan of. In this film he proved he's more than just Aquaman. His character is a lot of fun and I was surprised by that. And then you have Javier Bardem who is one of the rare actors who can make an impact on a film with very little screen time. Just watch him in Michael Mann's Collateral and you'll know what I'm talking about. And I can't wait to see Bardem and Aaron Sorkin next film being the Ricardos with Nicole Kidman. I mean, Bardem just feels like a guy we don't talk enough about when we bring up the best actors working today. I mean, he's an Oscar winner for No Country for Old Men. He was terrific in Skyfall. I also loved him in Darren Aronofsky's Mother. I mean, he just works with the best filmmakers and he gives terrific performance after terrific performance. When it comes to Zendaya, I was surprised to see how little of the film she's actually in. There's not a ton of her in the movie. I'm interested to see her role grow in the sequel. The director of Dune is Denis Villeneuve, who, like Ridley Scott, is one of the best filmmakers. He's directed Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, and Sicario with Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, and Benicio Del Toro. But his real specialty is science fiction films. He's directed Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, Arrival with Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker, and now Dune. All three are great films. He's up there with Alex Garland and Christopher Nolan as one of the current masters of the genre. I think the best directors always navigate towards sci-fi. I mean, just look at the list of directors. Stanley Kubrick with 2001, Steven Spielberg with E.T., George Lucas with Star Wars. I mean, these are the best filmmakers ever. Ridley Scott with Blade Runner. They all navigate towards the sci-fi genre. I think it is one of the best genres of films ever. 
whatever. It's my favorite genre when they get it right. And that's what I say about Denis Villeneuve's Arrival. It's one of the best science fiction films of all time. It's so simple, yet it's complicated. That's that sweet spot. It's like Ex Machina. It's a complicated film, but it's kind of simple in a way, too. Those are my favorite science fiction films. They're super complicated, yet they're super simple at the same time. The one negative thing I'd have to say about the film Dune is it's so self-serious. There are no light moments. It's not the funnest film ever. Really, the only fun character is Jason Momoa. The thing I loved about it was the action. In that respect, the movie really lived up to the hype. Now, what's interesting about Dune is this is part one, and usually the first film has to build the world with the characters and the tone so the second film can take off, and I'm super excited to see which direction the sequel goes towards. I want to see a more prominent Zendaya, Dave Bautista, and Skellen Skarsgård, and it will be super interesting to see Chalamet play the same character for the first time in his career. Is Dune the best movie ever? No, but it's one of the better movies of the year. It's worthy film and is a great massive studio film filled with movie stars, and that's all you can ask for. A lot of the talk of this movie is going to be about how it does at the box office, and a lot of that has to do with the fact of how Denis' other sci-fi epic, Blade Runner 2049, fared at the box office. It made $259 million and was thought of as a disappointment, and while I think Dune Part 2 will be made, it's still up in the air, and that's crazy, because if this is the last of Dune, that's a bummer. This is kind of a tough sell. Younger people are not that aware of the novel. This movie is banking on star power, and in this era, that might not matter anymore. Like I said earlier when talking about The Last Duel, if they had made a movie in the late 1990s with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about two medieval knights, then everyone would have gone to the movies and saw it. Star power mattered back then. Does it matter anymore? Does it matter that Timothy Chalamet is a very well-known celebrity and is the star of Dune? I'm not sure how important that is anymore. What's more important is popular franchises, and those are the ones that are shining at the box office right now. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, James Bond, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I mean, those are Marvel movies. Those are well-known commodities. Is a movie based on a 1965 novel going to crush at the box office? I have serious doubts about that. I think what we forget and what I forget is I am someone who loves movies. So obviously I'm going to see basically anything that I can. I want to see Dune because of the star power. But that doesn't matter to the average moviegoer. The average moviegoer to get them excited, you have to give them something like Avengers Endgame. Something that we all care about. I know people that love movies care about Dune. But does the average person care about Dune? That is something we are going to find out. And if they do, then Dune is going to become a franchise and we're going to get part two. If they don't, the future of this is up in the air. And that's a scary thing because this movie really ends on a cliff note. If they don't end up making the sequel, my feelings toward this movie are going to change drastically. That's the honest truth. I am not someone who read the 1965 book and some of the movie did go over my head, but for the most part, I understood and enjoyed it. I love seeing Timothy Chalamet in a movie like this. I really enjoyed Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, and Javier Bardem, and I really hope that Dune does have a future, because how excruciating would this be to get wrapped up in this movie 
get excited for what Zendaya is going to do in the sequel and then not get a sequel. That would be soul crushing. I highly recommend you check out the movie Dune. I mean, it has star power. You know the names. You've all seen Timothy Chalamet. You've all seen Rebecca Ferguson. You've all seen Momoa. You've all seen Oscar Isaac. We are going to find out with Dune if movie stars still matter. And I think they still do to a certain extent. How big of an extent? We're about to find out. And if Dune crushes at the box office and Last Duel struggled, then guess what? I'll come to the conclusion that Timothy Chalamet is a more relevant superstar than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I don't think that's the case. I'm super excited to see how this all plays out. Either way, The Last Duel and Dune are two of the best movies I've seen so far this year. And you should definitely watch them both. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies The Last Duel and Dune. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of legendary actor Robert De Niro in the movie Old, starring Vicky Kripes, Thomas and McKenzie, and Alex Wolf, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.